This is Conversations with Parents Who Write, and in today's show, I'm going to share several ways you can encourage your kids' imaginations and storytelling. These are super simple ideas you can incorporate, especially when your kids say they're bored or you have a growing pile of their artwork. My name is Erin P.T. Canning. I'm a writer, editor, and a mom of two young boys. I'm the founder of Life Beyond Parenting, where I help parents make time for themselves and unleash their creativity. I do this because not that long ago, I struggled with depression and anger management issues. I took courses and workshops to help me be a better parent, but I still felt like something was missing inside of me until I started writing again. Through writing, I found my way back to myself. As a result, I'm not only much happier, but also a more patient and better parent. I firmly believe in the importance of cultivating our imagination. The same goes for our kids. Having a strong imagination not only helps our kids entertain themselves without electronic devices, but also improves their ability later in life to seek creative solutions to problems and further develop their communication skills. So let's dive into this episode and discuss seven ways you can encourage your kids' imaginations and storytelling. The pandemic hit and we were at home. I opted to homeschool my kindergartner because I knew that virtual learning would not fit well with just the way his brain worked and who he is. So I incorporated Julie Bogart's Poetry Tea Time. I loved doing Poetry Tea Time with my kids. We did it once a week. We got a bunch of fancy desserts. I made homemade whatevers. The kids were also just happy for Oreos and chocolate milk, but we would sit down at the dining room table at 2 p.m. and I would read them poetry while they had these yummy little desserts. And the poetry would be some Emily Dickinson because she's my all-time favorite, but then it was also a lot of silly stuff that my kids absolutely loved. And the reason why I loved being able to introduce them to poetry at such a young age is because when they're listening to it, it just helps introduce them to the sound of language, how absolutely wonderful the sound of language is. And they start getting these images in their heads and that helps encourage their imagination. It is copyright free. So I'm going to share the peanut poem with you guys because like I said, my kids go crazy over this one and it's adorable. So it's real quick. A peanut sat on a railroad track. His heart went all a flutter. The 515 came rushing by. Toot toot, peanut butter. My kids would ask me to read that over and over and over again. But I love this. Just rhyming they get the picture in their head it's great another thing i did was like around the age of four at least with my kids that's when i started to realize that they started telling me stories and i'm talking like my four-year-old coming up to me and saying mama we were in the submarine upstairs and it transformed and then we pushed the button and it exploded and there are these crazy adorable stories but i learned in these moments to give them my undivided attention to show them that I loved their ideas. And then when they would say something that was 
inspirational, something I was like, wow, that was a poem. I would write it down on a piece of construction paper. I remember my firstborn saying one time that he was dancing to the music of the toaster. And I was like, oh, that is such an amazing description. So I got a piece of construction paper out and I wrote, I'm dancing to the music of the toaster. And then I asked him to draw me a picture of a toaster. And at the time he was like four years old, so it's sort of a rectangle and I, whatever else was on the page, but it had a poem on it. I called it a poem. I put his name on it. We have the picture. And then I had a collection of these and I stapled them together. So then two, three years later, when we were doing poetry tea time, I had those to pull back out. And every now and again, we would read a couple of his poems. And he was so excited to hear his being read in addition to Emily Dickinson and the Jabberwocky and the peanut one that the kids went crazy for. Then I started to take that another step further. And when they started to tell me those crazy wild stories, instead of just waiting for like these moments that I thought were inspirational, I just started recording their stories. So again, when my four-year-old comes downstairs and he's like, did you know that we're in a boat and there are alligators all around us and the lava is flowing out of the kitchen? And so I would just open up the notes app in my phone or I would get another piece of paper and I would just start writing this down because I'm like, these are amazing stories. I love this. And the kids get really excited to see that we have that level of interest in what they are sharing with us. So then I started recording their stories pretty much anytime. Now I take it another step further and there's guided storytelling where if I'm in the car with my kids for a long car ride and I'm trying to delay screen time or when I was on the bus with my seven-year-old for his first grade field trip and we didn't have electronic devices and he was starting to get really antsy because it was a half hour drive on a hot bus we then use guided storytelling where i'd say okay okay we're gonna we're gonna think of a story and there's a main character do you want the main character to be a boy or a girl or an animal and my son was like a snake and i was like okay great so we're gonna deal with a story about a snake okay and where do you want the story to take place a city out in nature and he's like on buses I was like okay so we've got a snake on a bus and then he's like no mama a city of buses broken down buses and I was like this is great it doesn't overwhelm them in that moment like if they're bored because they like I don't want to think of a story, right? They feel like their imagination is shut down. But if I start saying, okay, these are the little elements we're going to tell a story and I give them options, then they'll either come up with completely on their own or they're happy to help make the story with me. And again, I start writing those down. So now we've gotten all these written down stories or little bits of poems. What do we do with them? I actually have some ideas from that. And this is a shout out to Mindful Doodling for Kids. I love Amy's work. I love the illustrations that she creates. If you guys haven't seen her Facebook page or Instagram page, I really recommend you go check her out. And she encouraged me to take my kids' artwork. So now I'm not talking about stories that I've written down for them, right? Just their artwork. And we all know that we can get 20 million bits of our kids' artwork, but to start turning them into books. 
And so I did. I got construction paper and I put his artwork in here. Here's my little guys, the hungry, hungry caterpillar that he did in preschool. I love this. And I get to keep what I consider to be the best bet. But then I can go back to him and ask him to tell me about that. And I can write it in. And then to him, he's made his own book. And when I showed him his artwork, his drawings as a book, he started screaming and running around the room. And he was so proud of himself. And then I thought, oh, my seven-year-old's not going to really care, but I'll make one for him because... I'm gonna keep it regardless. But no, when my seven-year-old saw what I did, he was so excited and he's like, mama, I've made a book. And I'm like, you did. Another idea from Amy that I love is letting our kids dictate story ideas to us and not just writing them down, but you can doodle them like comic book strips. And so again, you're helping your kids to create these story ideas in these worlds and you could turn them into books for them. It's so exciting to see them develop that confidence in themselves. I really hope you guys try some of these ideas. Please let me know if you try some of these or which ones you're thinking about trying. I just, I'm really excited to, to hear your stories about your kids' reactions with this because they're just so darn cute. So ultimately, all of this is about showing our kids that their ideas matter. And one of the reasons why I created Life Beyond Parenting is because I had gotten to a point in my life where I was, I felt unseen and unheard and like I didn't matter anymore. And so I'm glad to be setting the foundation for them earlier on that their voices and their ideas, they do matter. And I'm hoping I'll be able to provide them with a medium throughout the rest of their life where they can always turn to writing to help them whenever they feel lost or confused or overwhelmed, etc., etc. So there you have it, friends. Those are my suggestions, my real world experience with encouraging my kids to develop their story ideas and their imagination. One more time real quick. That was poetry tea time one-off poems and then if I can get them to illustrate them recording their crazy amazing wacky stories guided storytelling with prompts especially when they're bored or tired and then mindful doodling for kids with the comic book strip ideas or turning their already made artwork into storybooks right because on the opposite side, I was waiting until they said something that inspired me and then I would try to get them to illustrate it. But you can actually work backwards and start with their artwork and say, hey, why don't you tell me about this? So you can do it from both sides. You don't, you don't have to wait until inspiration strikes, right? So there you go. I hope, I hope you guys will try some of these. Let me know. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Conversations with Parents Who Write. If you want to connect with other parents who want to write, join my Facebook group, Writing and Life Beyond Parenting. I can't wait to see you there.